Hello everyone, this is Scott Guider, my very first interview of a new podcast that I'm starting. I'm doing a podcast interviewing some authors, and my very first guest is Jason Hughes. He's an author and a screenwriter, right from the heartland of Beaumont, Texas. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm surprised that you offered to be my first victim, but I guess it's, <laughs> it's about the same as interviewing actors, so I think I'll survive this, I think. Cool. Anyways, you have a bunch of novels that um, I've been doing some research on. Um, there's one here, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to, to you know, to give the listeners an idea of what books you did write. And if you got any more information that you want to mention that I didn't mention, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Your first book is called Headlines. Do you want to give the, the listeners an idea of what this book's about? Uh, yeah, it's about a uh, it's about this uh, newspaper reporter that he's like on top of you know everything. He's the best reporter that his uh, that his press has and everything, and he has a good family life and all this. And then uh, suddenly he just starts to like kind of bomb, and he has like jealous workers, uh, jealous coworkers that are kind of plotting against him. So he decides to become a serial killer and report his own uh, work, <laughs> his own night work. <laughs> okay. And that brings him kind of back up to the top, and it's really the the has it's got like ten different plot twists in it, so. <laughs> All right. The book you have is called Night Shocks. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Now you go Flashes of the Macabre. Yes. It's uh, it is kind of hard to explain. It's um, I don't want to give away the ending, but correct. it's like thirteen totally different stories that have one thing in common through each of the stories, All and right. it's like an ongoing theme through each of the stories. Nice. And uh, these books will I have a link on the internet on the interview that where, where they can find these books and read about them also um, you got a third one um, God I hope I write it down right it's 13th Toll right go ahead the 13th Toll of 12 Dark Chimes it is basically a paranormal uh, like a haunted house slash true crime slash family drama hmm. and uh the main premise is a haunted house, but it also has, like, illegal voyeurism in it. Okay. And uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> like, with my with my books, I'm, you know, able to put as many plot twists in it as I can. And then with, with films, it's a little bit different cause you can only, you know, write so much in, right. like, 90 minutes or 120 minutes. Right. Now, quick question I ask you. Um, like I said, this is new to me. So I'm, I'm like, going through this with you. Um, I'm going to try and learn some more. I mean, the more I do this, the more I'll learn. But roughly, right. how long does it, does it really take you to write a book? I mean, of course it depends on how long the story is. But what's the average? Right. Uh, well, usually when I when I get rolling on one, I'll stay awake, like, constantly until I just fall asleep at the computer. <laughs> so uh, probably two and a half to three months has been my longest. But oh, I stay wow. awake, like constantly writing them when I when I get one rolling, you know. Interesting. So now, and there's some that have taken longer. Now, what is your biggest one that you've done? Uh, probably the one you just mentioned, the 13th total okay. of 12 Dark Chimes. Okay. Yeah, it's like 330 pages. Oh wow! 
Now, what? What? Man, I don't want to ask too many personal questions, but what is your biggest seller? Um, probably as of now, it's either more horror. I'm hoping without notice. More horror has been banned for some reason that I have no idea. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I really, I didn't write that one. I just edited it. Okay. But uh, more horror. I mean, uh, without notice is probably hopefully my bestseller so far. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll get everyone to- buy without notice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that one very shortly. Uh, you got another one called here, Twi- the Twisted Atlas, The State of Delusion. Did I say that right? Right, right. No, which, which is in here about? Uh, that one is about a dude that he he's getting off work one night. He gets hit in the back of the head by these, like, people trying to rob him. He goes into a coma, and he wakes up from the coma, and he... He hallucinates like he kind of talks to himself, and he has a uh, how do I put it? <laughs> he, he has like um, visions of like all these different things coming at him, telling him to kill his family. Oh God! But yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like to get really morbid with my stuff. So. Well, trust me, the more morbid it is, the more the horror fans are going to be reading. So maybe that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, the, the next one has a, a morbid sound, too. Um, welcome to Ensville, Population Zero. Yes. Uh, that's one of my most favorite I've written, and uh, it's it's uh, at a publishing company right now, and hopefully it'll be out pretty soon. And it's about a uh, chemical leak in a refinery. I knew you were going to say that. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm interested. And, uh, <laughs> The ref, uh, let's see, it deforms everyone around, and at first it's uh, a slight like they're they're pissing blood and stuff like that, and then it goes from there to like actual physical deformation, and um, <laughs> well, the next part would give away the whole novel, so I can't do that. Right, but right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it ends very morbidly, and they're. There's totally no happy endings. God, <laughs> I'll I just sm- say that. I smell a movie. <laughs> oh, hopefully so. <laughs> I smell like a... No. And the next one, um, you talked about briefly. Uh, Without notice, it's about, uh, it's about a woman that she catches her, her soon-to-be husband cheating on her, and she moves to an apartment complex, and there's a bunch of uh, murders going around, <laughs> and then she ends up being stalked by the killer which I can't give away but you know <laughs> right right now you, you also wrote some screenplays too correct right but also one with uh, the one you mentioned before with the band that's a non-fiction book about everything that's been banned like throughout oh, the world my bus <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I'm sorry okay cool. now you, you, uh, now you there's one screenplay that you did written and it's being turned into a film right that's Dead Girls Don't Cry uh, yes, sir. Okay, now that's, I've seen it in post-production, so that'd be interesting to see. You also have 112 Ocean Avenue. What is that right. about? Uh, that is a, an unofficial prequel to the Amityville Horror, and it's not, it has nothing to do with the ghost story. It's about the DeFeo family. It's more of a family drama that, you know, everyone knows the story, but it ends in murder, so. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. how, how about the Beacon? Uh, the Beacon, okay, 
Uh, there, there's a backstory I would like to tell about the Beacon. Go ahead. <laughs> because, okay, the Beacon is really what got me the opportunity to write Dead Girls Don't Cry and Cannibal Hookers 3D and a few others. <laughs> but, um, okay, uh, I also write for HorrorNews.net. I'm a movie uh, reviewer for him. Okay. And uh, Travis Miller, uh, he's known as Mud Miller, uh, sent me his first movie, Bloodstained Romance. And I oh. thought out of all the movies that I reviewed for HorrorNews.net, this was like a totally awesome movie. <laughs> right. So uh, I kept in touch with Travis, and then I saw him just post something one day that he would like to redo The Beacon. And the beacon was like it's a Twilight, it's an old Twilight Zone episode from the '80s. Oh wow! And it's like my absolute favorite Twilight Zone, and I, I would love to redo it. And I saw that he just happened to say, "Hey, I want to redo this," and I was like, "Dude, you gotta let me write it." And I emailed him and everything, and uh, I wrote the beacon for him, and he he liked it. And then we went on to write Dead Girls Don't Cry and uh, Cannibal Hookers 3D and. But the beacon is about a, uh, it's about a lighthouse on the small island. And it turns on once a year and spins around. <laughs> and whichever house the light lands on, uh, one person from the family, like, dies. They have to, like, kind of sacrifice themselves to the beacon. No kidding. Right. That sounds interesting. You also, I noticed here, now, now we talked about this off the air, and I'm really, really excited and intrigued about this. I'm hoping that somebody would attempt to do this story is Christine 2, The Immortal Fury. Yes. Yes, I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and Christine not only is one of my favorite books by him, but one of my favorite movies by John Carpenter. And uh, my film, the sequel, is based more off of the book than it is off of the first movie, but it, it intertwines both together. Right. And uh, it brings back uh, Roland D. LeBay, which is not even present in the first movie. And Mom has him kind of sitting in the back of the car and directing the dude to kill, like you know, like the book has. Right. But uh, instead of the the first movie, one thing I kind of thought was weird about it is how everyone blamed the car. <laughs> so in so in mine, like no one blames the car; they all blame the driver. Okay. Like it's kind of more, you know, I wanted to make it a little bit more realistic than blaming a car for killing people. <laughs> so everyone blames the driver, and then uh, they find out that it's actually the car. Interesting. Now, you have another one here, too. That's, you, you have a lot of good stuff here. Reaper's Hood. Right. <laughs> cool. I didn't know you'd bring that one up. <laughs> uh, that one is, I wanted to make a brutal, brutal horrific hood movie like like Boys in the Hood and Last House on the Left okay so it's uh, I wanted to some of those hood movies especially the horror hood movies that claim to be horror hood movies mm. they're I kind of find them cheesy like Tales from the Hood <laughs> I mean they're more comedy than they are horror right 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 so I wanted to make a, a hood movie that was just straight out horror like no comedy whatsoever like um, hate saying it over the air, but like stray bullets killing ch children, like they actually do, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and like on Boys in the Hood and like Menace to Society, they'll show stuff like that, but it almost happens, and of course the, the kid lives. But mine, I, I just want no remorse in it whatsoever. And, you know, make it as realistic as possible. All right. 
Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, are, you, you have a bunch of stuff here. I don't want to go on forever. But is there anything um, that stand out mostly? Let's see. Well, did we talk about uh, night crawlers on the air? Not yet, but we will know. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, it, it started out as a short story that I wrote in eighth grade, but just recently I've turned it into a six-part series comic book. Ooh. And it's really, really graphic. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there's this other horror author named uh, John Rizzo, and he also does, uh, he's an illustrator. So I wrote it, and John's illustrating it. And it's, you'll you'll hopefully find it in uh, comic book stores, and it'll have, you know, the, the black wrapper around it saying adults only. All right. Now, now is that book awesome? I mean, that's also what you wrote Wait, you wrote that story in 91, correct? Right. And uh, tell the, the listeners exactly why it was banned. Uh, well, in 91 I wrote it in the 8th grade as a uh, English it's an English assignment. And uh, <laughs> my teacher like absolutely loved it and she wanted to publish it in a uh, in like a little school like publication thing. <laughs> And she was like, we want to publish this, but it had, like, at the time it had PG-13 rated sex scenes in it. Oh. And she was like, but you have to take that out, and I totally refused to take it out. So she was like, well, we can't publish it. And I was like, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> stick, to your, stick to your guns, damn it. Good right, go- exactly. Good going. Interesting. Right yeah, um, I'm hoping that some people can who check out this interview can really check out some of your stuff. It's very interesting. Um, I'm going to check out some of them, like in the interview, but is there anything else? Uh, well, there's one called uh, Midnight Macabre Theater that I haven't, I just kind of wrote the concept for it, and I wrote the first episode, but I would like to sell it to a major uh, television station like NBC or something and make it be like the next Twilight Zone or Tales from the Dark Side. I'm like, just write the first episode, and then after that, give it to... Uh, various like people big you know like Wes Craven John Carpenter uh, anyone that would want to write for it <laughs> yeah right. yeah so if anyone yeah go ahead there's a lot of listeners I was just gonna say, yeah. No yeah I was just going to say if anyone out there uh, can get you know this concept NBC or ABC or someone then let me interviewing an author so hopefully I did alright it's a little different oh, yeah. but uh, again I appreciate you coming on and, uh, I appreciate you for having me. No problem, and uh, you take care of yourself. You too. Thank you very much. All right. See ya. See ya.